You're listening to the Firm Foundation Church Podcast, where you'll get weekly episodes featuring your favorite sermons straight from our in-person Sunday services. Check it out. Hey, Firm Foundation, Pastor Blake here. Thanks so much for tuning in to our service. We hope that you were encouraged through the service today and that you were strengthened in your relationship with the Lord. We hope you enjoy the message today. God bless. So today's a big day. Um, I don't know if you guys know it or not, but we call this Vision Sunday. Uh, and Vision Sunday's a big deal around here because we love hearing from the Lord. I don't know about you, but I love getting a fresh vision from the Lord. And so we take time at the beginning of every single year and we dive into a vision series and we say, Lord, what is it that you're saying to us corporately? Uh, Lord, what is it that you're saying to us individually as we start a new year? Uh, you know, we've just closed one chapter and we, we're beginning a new chapter as a church as we're set, just celebrated a new anniversary. But I know God has some pretty incredible things in store for us. And, and so I love taking time at the end of every year and saying, okay, Lord, what is the word that you have for our church? Lord, what is the direction that you have for me, for us? And, and that's why I encourage you guys during these 21 days of prayer and fasting to go before the Lord and say, God, give me one word to stand on for this year. Uh, because I know that when you can get that one word, I believe it's prophetic and it's, it's declaring same, some things over your life. It's, it's keeping you focused, grounded as you go throughout the year so that the Lord can say, hey, Blake, look what I did in your life in December. Uh, look how I brought you through. Look at the growth and the transformation that has happened in your life. And so I so badly want to encourage you to lean in and ask the Lord to give you a word. Uh, but I also believe the word that the Lord is giving to us corporately as a church not only is applicable to us corporately together, but I also believe it's a word for you individually. And so I would encourage you to take this word that the Lord is speaking to us as a church, take that personal word that the Lord is wanting uh, to say to you and hold them in both of your hands and say, okay, Lord, I'm following you in the direction that you've called me and my family to. And so today is Vision Sunday. Well, we're going to talk about that word that God has put on our hearts for this new year. And so before we get into the word for this year, I just want to do a quick little recap of what the Lord has been speaking to us over the past four years as a church. Um, in 2020, the Lord gave us the word strength. How many of you guys were here in 2020? There's going to be very few hands, but we still have some of those that have been around for a while. Uh, God has been in the process of uh, giving us an incredible uh, new foundation as a church and the new lives that are here. And it's just a testament of what God has been doing as we've been growing and building. And uh, the Lord gave us this word strength. And uh, what I really felt like the Lord said, this isn't just a word for 2020, but this is a word for the entire decade. Uh, this is a word that I'm wanting to speak over the church to say, church, this is a, a decade of me strengthening you as a church. Uh, and we have been seeing God do that. Now, we looked at 2020 for a minute and we thought, oh goodness, this is not a very strengthening year. <laughs> Pandemic hit, COVID hit, doors of the church were closed for a season. Uh, those that were committed to the church were no longer committed. They were kind of out there and just doing their own thing. But we've been seeing God and how he has 
strengthened us as a church. We were able to look at the end of that year and say, wow, look what the Lord has done. It felt like for a minute we were losing, that we were getting weaker. But what God was doing, he was, he was helping us to prune some things in our life so that we could become stronger. And I believe that this is a word that's still going to remain applicable to us throughout this decade. And so he exactly what the Lord said. I encourage you to write this down. Um, if you haven't heard this before, um, or if you have heard it before, if you were here previously, you should write this down again. But here's what I believe we are experiencing as the church in this decade. We are experiencing measurable strength, firm faith, sustained endurance, resistance to opposition, and greater power from the Holy Spirit. One more time. Measurable strength, Firm faith, sustained endurance, resistance to opposition, and greater power from the Holy Spirit. I believe that that's what we are experiencing. We'll continue to experience as we step through this decade. The word, uh, the passage of scripture the Lord gave to us then was from Isaiah 41.10. And it says, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will what? strengthen you and help you. I will hold you with my victorious right hand. And so that's what the Lord has spoken over us as a church. And in 2021, uh, the word that the Lord gave to us was the word go. It's an interesting word. What does that mean? What's the significance of that? And what I felt like the Lord said to us in that year is church don't get too comfortable inside of these four walls. Don't get too comfortable inside of this church building because I have planted you in a community to be effective in the community that I've called you to. Discipleship, training, growth needs to happen here, and that's good. I want to encourage you to be committed to that. But if that's all that we're here for, we're missing out on the greatest part that the Lord has for us. And it's this commission to go and make disciples. In fact, that's the word that the Lord gave us in Matthew 8, 28, 19 and 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the ends of the age. You see, our vision as a church is to be the people of God in the community to impact the community. We are called to go. We are called to mobilize the vision. In fact, uh, some other scripture that the Lord gave to us a couple of years ago in 2021 was Isaiah 54.2. Enlarge your house, build an addition, spread out your home, and spare no expense. The Lord spoke to us as a leadership team to get ready because I have a building for your church. I want you to expand. I want you to go. I want you to spread out from your home of Kalamazoo. And what we didn't know at the time is I'm sending you somewhere else. Spread out. Go further. Get ready to enlarge the house and build an addition. 1 Corinthians 16.9 says, There is a wide open door for a great work here, although many oppose me. That's what 1 Corinthians 16.9 says. And so we've been commissioned to go as a church. And what we didn't know then, we, we know now. But the Lord spoke that word to us as a, as a congregation 
Because he wanted us to know as a leadership team, whenever I first saw this building, the Lord wanted us to know that he was telling us to go outside of the circle that we, have, that we had drawn for a building that we could purchase. And it was outside of that circle. The Lord gave us that word so that we would know as a leadership team that God was calling us to go places that we never anticipated that we would go. And God has established something here. He has invited us as a church to be a part of something in Pawpaw, something in Lawton, something in Decatur, something in this surrounding region in Goebbels. And, and God says, I've got an incredible work. The doors are wide open here, and I am calling you to go, church. And so not only is that a word that he spoke to us in 2021, but I believe that still remains true for us. We want to be a church that mobilizes the vision of God. And then last year, the word that the Lord spoke to us was the word, you remember? Shift. We had no idea what God was going to do. We knew that God had put this in our heart to, to go to Pawpaw, but then we were like, God, how is this going to work? Uh, and actually, uh, this in this week, a year ago, we had a vision night. Well, we brought it before the church at that time and said, we believe God has called us to go to Pawpaw. Will you go with us? And so a little over a year ago, we said yes. And God has been in this process of shifting us from where we were to where he needed us to be. And I believe that still remains true for us as a church. He's, he's wanting to continue for us to, to, to shift and to, to follow him to where he's called us to believe, uh, to go. God is in the process of strengthening our foundation. And I love to see the foundation, the, those that have called this church home. And I believe that this foundation is the strongest that it has ever been since I've been here over the past four years. God has established something beautiful here. In Zechariah 2.13, the Lord said to us last year, Be silent before the Lord, all humanity, for He is springing into action from His holy dwelling. Habakkuk 1.5 says, The Lord replied, Look around at the nations. Look and be amazed, for I am doing something in your own day, something you wouldn't believe even if someone told you about it. God has been on the move. He's been shifting some things in our life, and I believe that shifting will continue for us individually and corporately, but we have been in a season of supernatural shifting of greater empowerment by the Holy Spirit. And God is going to continue to do that in this church and in this people. And he's calling us to another level. And I believe as he's been shifting some things, he will continue to shift you and I. And so that's what 2020, the word that was in 2022, uh, God shifted us from where we were to where he needed us to be. And now that brings us to this year, 2023, a new season a new season for a fresh vision from the Lord. And so what is he calling us corporately to? So here we are. And at the end of the last year, as I begin in the fall saying, okay, Lord, what is that word that you're wanting to say to us as a church? I wasn't getting anything immediate. Uh, but one night, uh, the Connect Group here in Pawpaw was meeting at the church. I came to be a part of it. Uh, we took some time and we prayed. We asked the Lord to speak to us and give us words for each other. And as we took time to pray, the Lord deposited a word in my heart. And I was thinking about this this morning. I didn't realize this till this morning, but the Holy Spirit whispered this to me. 
the blanket was here in the lower level, and Paul, Paul, that I gave you a word for this new year where the foundation of this church lies. And I gave this word to you in that place at that moment because it's significant. And the word that the Lord spoke to me is that in 2023, I have called you to be positioned. Positioned is the word that the Lord has given to us individually and corporately for this year. And now I want to draw your attention to something for just a moment, all right? Grammatically, if you look at this word, it's in past tense form. Uh, because the past tense uh, form of position is positioned. And I believe that's significant for us as a church because uh, for two different reasons. One, I believe the Lord is saying right now where you're at, you are positioned for exactly where you need to be for today. And so I need you to hear that this morning, church, because some of you don't feel like you're where you need to be. But the word that the Lord gave to me and told me to speak over you, to speak over to us, is that you are positioned exactly where you need to be today. I've got you where I need you. You are positioned and established and ready for me to do an incredible work around you. And early this year, we are going to be establishing more elders here at this church. As it stands right now, I'm the only elder. We have a leadership team that has come alongside of us as we've been in this transitional season. But we are ready to establish elders here at this church. We are positioned. I believe that we are positioned to build up that next layer of leaders here in our church. God is going to be calling you to that next level of leadership, not just to come in and be a part of Sunday mornings, but to help move this vision forward. I believe that we are positioned in this community exactly where we need to be, and God is going to begin to give us influence here. It's like, church, I got you where I needed you to be. You're in Pawpaw. You're in Lawton. You're in Decatur. You're in Goebbels. You're right here in this Van Buren County where I'm about to do something incredible. You're positioned. Uh, you're positioned with like-heartedness. Uh, this is the first time in four years where I've been able to look out uh, over this congregation and say, man, we are one in heart and mind and spirit. Uh, we are tracking together. We're following the Lord. God is, is moving. There's a unity among the men and the women and the kids, and, and God is doing something incredible. We're positioned. God has positioned us right where he needs us to be. But here's the catch. We've got to continually be positioned where he needs us to be. So remember, I said we're positioned for where we need to be today. But by December 31st, 2023, we are going to be out of position if we don't experience breakthrough, freedom. If we don't step in and say, God, we are ready to own this vision then we are going to be out of position where God wants us to be. And so what has to happen for us as a church, we have to continue to say, okay, God, would you position me for this month? In the month of January, as we are taking 21 days to pray and fast, Lord, what's the position that you're calling me to take? And then again in February, okay, Lord, what's the position that you've called me to take in February? And in March and, and so on throughout the rest of the year, it's important that we are growing and maturing this year. God has you where he needs you. You're positioned, 
but he's saying, I have more. I have more. I have more, and I don't want you to miss it. So remain positioned. Follow me. And so 2023 is going to be a year of being positioned. Now, if you're still in 2 Chronicles 20, stay there. <laughs> if you're not there, turn over to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Uh, we're going to look at just a couple of verses right now, but just in a moment, we're going to look at this in context. We're going to read this in context here in just a moment. But 2 Corinthians 20, the, the specific verses that I believe the Lord gave to me um, that evening when he spoke this word comes from verses 15 through 18. And it says, he said, listen, all of you people of Judah and Jerusalem, listen, King Jehoshaphat, this is what the Lord says, do not be afraid. We've heard that in the previous years. That's been another scripture that the Lord has given to us as we are preparing for a new year. Don't be afraid. Don't be driven by fear. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army. For the battle is not yours, but whose? God's. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to fight. Underline this part. Take your positions. Be positioned. Then stand still. And watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. You will not need to fight the battle on your own. But you got to show up. You got to take your position. You got to give your life away. But watch what I'm going to do when you show up. You won't have to do anything. Watch me. Boast about me and how I'm going to win this victory how I'm going to win this battle for you. It's going to seem impossible. It's going to seem like there is no way that we can win. It's going to be some big obstacles that we're going to encounter, but the Lord says, show up and watch what I'm going to do. Take your positions. There's an amazing couple that you're going to get to know in a couple of months. Their names are David and Elaine Campbell. Uh, David Elaine Campbell's been walking with uh, Firm, Firm Foundation Ministries in Centerville for many years. Some of you have got to know them over the years that they've come and ministered, and uh, we just love their heart for uh, us, and they pray for us all throughout the year, and they usually come down for, uh, they live in Canada. She's from England, so they kind of bounce back and forth, and, and then they come and they spend uh, a couple of months with with Firm Foundation, they'll spend some time with the leadership in Centerville. They'll come and spend some time with uh, us as a leadership, and they just pour into us. And that's what the relationship is. We we love each other. We're in relationship with each other. We're following the Lord, and and they just show up and say, "Can I just lift up your arms for a minute? Can I just speak life over you for a second? Um, and so we love them a ton. And uh, just as the pan pandemic was rolling in in 2020, 
uh, they had to end up leaving the country a little bit earlier than what they had anticipated. Uh, but we were kind of in this process of trying to figure, okay, God, what are you calling us to as a church? And the Lord gave Elaine Campbell a vision before they left. And he said, she's, and she was, they were kind of in a hurry. It was almost as they were literally getting in the car and driving away. But the Lord gave Elaine a vision. And uh, here's what the Lord spoke through that vision to Elaine Campbell. She says, you know, I feel like your church has this representation of a train. And the train is on the train tracks. It's, it's where it needs to be for right now, but it's not moving. It's stuck. And everybody has gotten out of the train, and they are doing everything that they can to push this train forward. But how many of you know, on your own, you will never move a train? <laughs> Unless you're He-Man. I mean, there's some, there's some big dudes that I think can pull some train cars, but... Just track with me for a minute. We cannot push a train, all right? And we were outside the train trying to do everything that we could to push it forward, but it wasn't moving. And what the Lord said in this dream is, you need to get on the train, and you need to wait for me to power it by my Spirit, and watch where I'm going to take you. And as the Lord put this word in my heart, He helped me remember this dream, and He said, you know what, Blake? Your position." You're in the train, and it's beginning to move down the train tracks. The Lord is saying, you're right where I need you to be. I believe that we are positioned. But the Lord wants us to know that he needs us to continually to position ourselves. He needs us showing up. He needs us being invested in his kingdom and continually continually taking our positions But here's the beautiful thing. The movement of the train won't be ours to boast about. Look what we've done. We'll be able to say, man, look what God has been doing. Look at what the Holy Spirit has been doing as He's been empowering us and going before us and winning the battles and the victory. We're going to be just like the Israelites in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. We will be positioning ourselves, but it will be a standing still and watching the Lord be victorious. The victory will not be ours, but it will be the Lord's. And so church, I'm calling us in this year to be positioned. Will you position yourself? Yes. I'm committed to it. And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to dive into more of what this looks like for us. We've got a five-part series that we're going to be stepping through over the next several weeks between now and February 8th. And I want to share this in more in context what I believe the Lord is specifically saying to us whenever we say we're positioned and need to remain positioned. And, and so the title of today's message and the thing that I want to talk about is Breakthrough. I want to talk about Breakthrough this morning. And so, Father, we thank you so much for your word. God, we thank you, Lord, that you haven't forgotten us, that you know us by name, Lord, that you've invited us to be a part of what you want to do here in this area, and God, it's an honor. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord, that we're positioned, and Father, we're asking, Lord, that you continue to reveal yourself to us as as we fast, as we pray, as we pursue you as as a body, as a whole, but also individually, oh God, and we just invite you to give us your dreams. Help us to know. And Lord, we are believing the breakthrough is here today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everyone said,
Amen. In the season, I believe we are and will be experiencing breakthrough. I believe that it's something that's happening right now. It's already begun. The train is moving down the train tracks. God has, has been shifting some things and positioning us, and we're right where we need to be. The breakthrough is happening, but more is to come. The breakthrough doesn't happen accidentally. You have to kind of be intentional with breakthrough. In order to see breakthrough, we've, we've got to take our positions. We have to position ourselves for the breakthrough. And so I want you to write this down. I'm going to position myself for breakthrough. Position yourself for breakthrough. You see, most of the time, someone's life isn't radically changed from one moment to the next, but a lot of times it's kind of a multi-step process that has to take place. Um, how many of you know that we're in a new year? And so a lot of times uh, people make these commitments of losing 20 pounds in 2020 or losing 23 pounds in 2023, right? I mean, there's a lot of weight loss programs. Gyms are making a killing as this year has begun because a lot of us are committed to, I'm going to live a healthier lifestyle. I'm going to do better this year. And uh, how many of you know that it just doesn't happen overnight? Weight loss doesn't happen from one day to the next. It usually starts with a thought, I've got to get healthier. (laughs) And it kind of starts to turn into a desire because if I don't, what am I going to look like in December of next year? Right? So I've got to, I've got to, I've got to make this, uh, be an intentional thing that I'm going after. And so it kind of starts with that mindset of knowing that a breakthrough has to happen, but then it's got to be followed up by discipline. It's then got to be followed up with, okay, if I want a breakthrough in my weight, I've got to start changing the way that I'm eating. I've got to start consuming less calories. I've got to show up at the gym. I've got to start running. I've got to start doing something to make myself move. And it requires that discipline in order to to get to that place of breakthrough. Each of these steps are positioning you for the thing that you need and desire in your life. And so I believe the same is true for us as a church. If we want to encounter that breakthrough, we've got to position ourselves in a way to receive it. Many of us need to experience breakthrough in our spiritual and physical lives. Some of us need breakthrough in our relationship with God. It's been dry for too long. We've got to have a breakthrough. Some of us need breakthrough in our stinking thinking. It's got to change. We've got to reposition ourselves. But we need breakthrough in our anxiety and depression. Others of us need breakthrough in our marriage. Some of us are praying and believing for breakthrough in our kids' lives and this up-and-coming generation that is following us. Some of us need breakthrough in our financial situations. Some of you have some broken relationships around you and you are desperate for a breakthrough in those. Some of you need a breakthrough in your health situation. And on an even grander scale, I want us to shift our lens for just a moment because we're talking about things that impact me. But now I want you to shift your perspective outward for just a moment. 
on an even grander scale. Your community around you needs a breakthrough. You're lost. You're hurting. You're in need. They are bound for hell if breakthrough doesn't happen. You're in trouble. In order for our community to find breakthrough, I think it requires us as the church showing up. It requires us taking our eyes off of ourselves for just a moment and allowing the Spirit of God to awaken us to see the community around us that is hurt, that is in need. What I felt like the Lord said is when you will shift your perspective outward towards others, you're going to begin to experience breakthrough personally in your life. But it's going to require us being positioned to impact our community. Second Chronicles 20. I'm quickly, so I haven't even got to point number one yet. I know you're thinking you usually have three. So yes, it's going to take another hour. No, it's not going to take another hour. I'm going to go through these quickly, but we're going to read in context uh, this story that we just read about in 2 Corinthians chapter 20, because I want you to see the progression of what happens that gets, that gives the Israelites the victory that they were so desperately in need of. And so there's three things that I want to highlight that I find in this story. And in the first one, in order for us to be positioned for breakthrough, uh, point number one is this. There has got to be a desperation for the presence of God. You and I have got to get desperate. God, I need you. Nothing else in this world can satisfy me but you. And I don't know about you, but during this fast, it's it's reawakened this huge need that's on the inside of us of, of turning down the outside influences in our life and turning up this internal influence of Holy Spirit in our life so that we can be led by Him day in and day out. Man, there's so much junk that we're listening to that needs to just be shut off completely. I don't know about you, but I've done that during the season of fasting. It's reminded me of how desperately we need to be listening to that still, small voice. A couple of months ago, I woke up one morning and my phone was not working. The screen would just not come on. There was no rhyme or reason for it. I didn't drop it in water. I didn't drop it and it cracked the screen. Nothing. Just woke up one morning and my phone wasn't working. I was like, well, I've got a whole day planned. I don't have time to worry about this right now. So I had a couple of different coffee meetings that I headed out for. I was doing some work here at the church. And and then I eventually was going to be home, you know, towards the end of the day, like most of us would. Um, And I started noticing that I would keep doing this thing. Who needs me? Who's reaching out to me? Who do I need to talk to? I I kept finding the need for checking this thing and it wasn't working. I noticed something inside of me that I did not like. A dependency for this phone. And the thing that really affected me the most was not being able to communicate with my beautiful wife. Uh, We talk a lot throughout the day. 
We send messages, video messages, phone calls. I know what she's doing. She knows what I'm doing. We know what's going on with the kids. I know if everything's okay at home and uh, she knows what's happening in church. We're communicating about ministry and we communicate all throughout the day. I don't know if that's what it looks like in your marriage, but I was not able to communicate with my bride and I did not like it. And obviously I was disconnected from everything else that was going on and I realized that something needed to change. My desire needed to change. I needed to once again get to this place of being desperate for the presence of the Lord like I so badly wanted to be connected to the internet. That's where the that's where God needs us as the church. In order for us to be positioned for breakthrough, we've got to be desperate for Him. And so, and I've been in this process of repositioning and, and shifting some things in my life in order to maintain that desperation for the presence of God. Check this out in the story, Second Corinthians Chronicles, excuse me, chapter 20, beginning in verse one. After this, the armies of the Moabs, Ammonites, and some of the Minyanites declared war on Jehoshaphat. Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. They are already, um, they are already at Hazan Tamar. This was another name for Engedi. Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He got desperate. He also ordered everyone in Judah, uh, Judah to begin fasting. So people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. They're desperate. On their own, they are defeated. And so they need breakthrough. And so what's the first thing they do? They get on their face before the Lord. They begin fasting. They begin praying. They begin crying out to the Lord. They needed a word from Him. They needed needed wisdom. They needed His help. And so they got desperate. That's where the church needs to be today. If we want to see revival, if we want to see breakthrough, if we want to see some things change in our families, in our communities, in our schools, in our workplaces, we need to once again get desperate. God, I can't do it without you. I need you. We need you. We need a move of your spirit. Oh God, would you come? If the church would position themselves in a place of desperation, I believe we will see breakthrough. The second thing that we're going to see them do, not only are they uh, desperate for the presence of God, but the next thing that we're going to see in order for us to be positioned for breakthrough is that a spirit of a courageous warrior must arise. You are meant for battle. Women, you are meant for battle. Men, you are meant for battle. We're not just meant to coast through this life. It's not meant to be easy. You've got to stand up and fight. You've got to allow the courageousness of your Father to guide you day in and day out. We need to get desperate for Jesus in our lives, and we need His courage in order to fight the battles that are coming our way. Are you discovering the need for this and the need to adjust some things in your life? Is you're beginning to fast this year? Are you realizing that God is wanting to position and change some things in you? God's called us to advance His kingdom forward, and so something's got to change. A new position has to, we have to take on a new position. Let's keep reading the story. Verse 5, 2 Chronicles 20. Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord. He prayed, O Lord, God of our ancestors, 
You alone are the God who is in heaven. You are the ruler of the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. Oh, our God, did you not drive out those who lived in this land before your people Israel arrived? Did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here and built this temple to honor your name. They said, whenever we are faced with any calamity, such as war, plague, or famine, we come to stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. And we can cry out to you to save us, and you will hear us and rescue us. Skip down to verse 12. Oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. As all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives, and children, the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaniah, son of Jael, son of Madaniah. If you don't know, that's a person from Madawan. Um, a Levite who was a descendant of Asaph. Uh, he said, listen, all of you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army. For the battle is not yours, but whose? God's. Tomorrow march out against them, and you will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeru. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions and stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Jerusalem, of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them. Be courageous. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. The people did not know what to do on their own. They were afraid. And they needed to have a spirit of being courageous warriors. But something begins to shift in them when the Lord speaks to them. And all of a sudden they realize, we know we can't do this on our own. We are in this position of defeat. But when the Lord instructs them to go out and to fight, they stand up and they say, we will go. And thirdly, in order for us to be positioned for breakthrough, we have got to boldly move forward in word, worship, and prayer. These are the three pillars of the church. We've got to be grounded in the word of God. We've got to allow worship to be a part of our daily lives. And we have got to become intercessors and warriors whenever it comes to praying. These are the pillars of our church and we need to be positioned in them. We need to be led by the Spirit. If we want to see breakthrough and if we want to be positioned for breakthrough to happen, then these have got to become staples in our lives. Let's keep reading the story. I want you to see what happens. The King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground to begin to worship. And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites from the clans of Kohath and Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all of you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. 
and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, the word, and you will succeed. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army. That's not a good military strategy. Let's go kill them with a guitar. That's not going to work very well. But listen, they were doing something. They were posturing themselves in word and worship and prayer and exalting God together. And so uh, the Levites went out ahead of them, singing to the Lord and praising Him for His holy splendor. And this is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. Listen to me this morning. Your God is faithful. don't look convinced. I'm looking at you. Your God is faithful. Church, your God is faithful. He's going to win the war. He's going to see you through. You will encounter breakthrough. It's coming. Trust in Him. Declare that His love endures forever. He is shifting you from where you are to where you need to be. He is positioning you. But you've got to also show up. You've got to be about advancing the kingdom of God. That has got to be at the forefront of your mind, of your vision, of your calling. Now pay attention to this. Once the Israelites positioned themselves for a breakthrough, watch what the Lord did in this story. Verse 22. At that very moment, that they begin to sing in praise. Mm, this is so good. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting among themselves. What? The armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. After they had destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Woo! Not a single one of their enemies had escaped. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder. Attention to this. He didn't just win the battle. He extravagantly blessed his people. <laughs> they, had, they found vast amounts of equipment, clothing, and other valuables, more than they could carry. Come on, somebody. It was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect it all. On the fourth day, they were gathered in the Valley of Blessing, which got its name that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. It is still called the Valley of Blessing today. Then all of the men returned to Jerusalem with Jehoshaphat leading them, overjoyed that the Lord had given them victory over their enemies. They marched into Jerusalem to the music of harps, lyres, and trumpets, and they proceeded to the temple of the Lord when all the surrounding kingdoms heard that the Lord himself had fought against the enemies of Israel. The fear of God came over all of them. So Jehoshaphat's kingdom was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. 
The battle is the Lord's. Take your positions and watch how the Lord is going to break through. Watch how he's going to begin to fill your home with blessings that you've never experienced before. So much so that you're not going to be able to even see it happen inside of one day. It's going to keep coming. It's going to keep building up. And I'm not just talking about financial stuff here. I'm talking about things way better than that. God has some incredible gifts for you this year. If you will position yourself and show up, breakthrough is here and it's coming. And so the way that we position ourselves for breakthrough is getting desperate for the presence of the Lord. It's allowing a spirit of a courageous warrior to begin to rise in our hearts. And it's boldly moving forward in word, worship, and prayer. And so in closing this morning, I want to encourage us to be positioned. And to start believing that breakthrough is coming. I feel like in my spirit as I was preparing this message that there's some of us in here that have been praying for some things for a very long time and it seemed like there's been no progress. The Lord is saying it's coming. This year you're going to experience breakthrough. Thank you for tuning in to the Firm Foundation Church Podcast. If what you heard was inspiring or transformative, tell us about it. We love your feedback. Join us on Sunday at 10 a.m. We are located at 61070 M40 in Pawpaw, Michigan. For more information on how you can get connected, check us out at firmfoundation.church.